Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of Football Gentron. I am your host, Autumn, and I am joined by the usual suspects, Chaudens and Armen. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the news around Armenian football in the past couple weeks. We will be giving our predictions for the upcoming World Cup qualifier squads, and we will be answering some listener questions that we received on social media. All right, let's get started. So first, we're going to start with the Armenian Premier League. Uh, the table is looking a lot different now than it was the last time when we we had discussed the league. Aradat Yerevan is still currently top with 25 points. And Aradat Armenia, who we had felt are the nearest title contenders, title contenders, are fourth in the table despite being the wealthiest club. Now, speaking of Aradat Armenia, they decided to part ways with their manager, David Campania, the Spaniard. And Armin Adamian was appointed as caretaker manager. It, looking at the record that David Campania has, he's played or managed 18 matches. He's won eight, drawn four, and lost six. This seems like maybe it is a bit of a harsh take on the Adada Armenia board uh, deciding to sack Campania. However, we know that Adada Armenia has European aspirations and uh they have lost in the Europa League playoffs twice in a row now and I think they want to make that final push with a manager that they believe in rather than uh someone that maybe they don't have full confidence in so it, it may seem a little premature but I think whoever their whoever they appoint as their next manager is going to be very very telling yeah uh, Odman, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Arara Armenia and Noah and their relationship to Armenian football? In the last couple of years, well, yeah, the last year or so, Arara Armenia and Noah, being the two wealthiest clubs in Armenia, have become sort of like uh, the new rich boys in town. And hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's become kind of like the new derby, like uh, 21st century derby in the Armenian Premier League. And so far, kind of like Arat Armenia seems to have the ed- the advantage when it comes to uh, tournaments, to winning like uh, long format leagues. But Noah won most uh, head-to-heads and the, of course the Armenian Cup and the Super Cup. So... Yeah, that's kind of our new rivalry between them that has been going on. And uh, speaking of Noah, we got Jordi Ararat, that uh, the Armenian uh, defender slash midfielder, who we're going to be talking about because he's uh, scored a nice goal uh, with a very smart finish, in my opinion, from barely outside the box. So, yeah, uh, Noah are fit, and Ararat is one of their main players right now. But speaking of uh, Ararat Armenia losing stuff to Noah, we have to go to Noah's, actually, new or newest player. That happens to be no other than former Ararat Armenia captain Petros Avedisian. What happened with, uh, with the talented uh, number 10 that Armenia has is that he had uh, a pretty good campaign in Kazakhstan, uh, 12 games or so, and uh, four goal participations overall, one goal 
participation every three games, which is nice. But during the last few months in Kazakhstan, he fell out of favor with his coach and was let go by a team that uh, was facing some financial difficulties. And he started uh, having negotiations with the Russian Premier League newcomers, Tambov, uh, you know, the team where Karabedian and Haroyan used to play. And those negotiations broke down, sadly, because uh, basically Tambov is facing financial trouble of their own and are having a very harsh time uh, maintaining their, their spot in the Russian Premier League. So they couldn't go through with the deal. Pedro uh, Savedician ended up signing with the NOAA that basically met his, uh, his, his needs. So speaking of Tambov, though, uh, the team where Tigran Avanesian is undergoing his first senior Russian Premier League, uh, League season, Tambov, we're talking about, lost 2-0 at Dynamo Moscow. But for the home side, this is a great news for all of us. And you have been seeing this on our uh, social media. If you haven't followed us yet, do. Because no other than 17-year-old Arsen Zakharian got the assist for the first goal for uh, Dynamo Moscow. Who is this kid? 17 years old. You heard that right. Central midfielder, of course, Russian citizenship, but uh, that doesn't matter. He's he's really Armenian. Uh, even though he might play for Russia, I mean, it's almost certain that he will. But still, he is groundbreaking, like 17 years old. And in two consecutive games, one goal and one assist in the Russian Premier League. Like, we're talking about one of the best leagues in Europe. And this kid, this 17-year-old, teenager is not even a striker he's a central mid he is already doing great things this kid is trust us he's gonna go a long way and it doesn't matter whether he'll represent us or russia we he he will make us proud but we still have some news in the russian premier league because luckily and this is a big sigh for all of us Alshak Gorian is back in full health uh, and <laughs> even signed a contract ex extension with Himki's team until 2023. I'm thinking, and this is me talking, it's probably a plus one or two million uh, euro or dollars sale coming up for Alshak because he's very, very talented and uh, he's got bigger things like looking for him and he's most likely going to make a push and every team in Europe would be happy, would be lucky to have him on board so we're looking forward to Ashak uh, having a great uh, season a steady recovery now that he's back in full health and there is actually more Armenian national team players uh, giving us some news to talk about but this time in Kazakhstan. What happened in Kazakhstan, Charles? We had the clash of the Armenians in Kazakhstan. For the Kazakh Super Cup, Astana beat Shakhtar 2-0. Digo Vasarian scored the opener and was awarded man of the match, which is amazing. And Vato Haryan kept a clean sheet. Another amazing stat. For the losing side, though, the 
defensive midfielder duo was composed of Solomon Udo, shout out to him, and a non-Armenia who who plays for Armenia, a non-Armenian, uh, and Gebruk Najarian, who does not play for Armenia. Uh, the bronze match, Kaira 2-1, Shakhtar Kamo did not play. Udo played the whole game. Um, we also had the Super Cup final, which was Tobol Astana, and it went to full-time 1-1. Therefore, Tobol won uh, with uh, 5-4 score in penalties. Uh, Tobol is coached by the Armenian Grigori Babayan, who became Kazakh super, ch- uh, super champions. After six years he, uh, of being uh, the assistant coach in Astana, this is the first time that the 40-year-old Grigori, as a senior head coach, he's managing and already winning silverware. Vato and Diko played the full game in the runners-up as well, which is great news. Um, going to France in Europe, uh, Montpellier manager uh, is Armenian, if you guys did not know. His name is Michel Derzakarian. Um, he also used to play for the same team. Is on an eight-match unbeaten run, including a 2-1 win away to Lyon and a 2-1 at a win at home to Rennes. Those are amazing stats, if you think about it. And Montpellier sits seventh in the league with 40 points, four behind Lens, who hold the final European spot. It will be great to see uh, another uh, Armenian manager managing in a uh, European uh, uh, tournament. And uh, some unfortunate news, though. Armenia futsal team lost 5-0 in Tbilisi, Georgia on Saturday. Uh, they don't have any win or any wins yet. Uh, they only have one point in the Euro qualifiers. However, on Wednesday, they play their next game, hoping they win. I believe yeah. the... I don't, uh, I don't like bad news, though. I don't like bad news. <laughs> well, they have a, they have as their second leg against not second leg per se, but their their uh, second match in the double header against Georgia tomorrow, I believe, as uh, from the time of recording. But by the time this goes out, that result will already be out as well. So hopefully, looking back, yeah. uh, we could say still. Yeah, let's let's cut this up. Let's say yay, Armenia beat I mean, Georgia the second five, time, or uh, Armenia lost five again. Five nails de- defeat. Yeah, I mean a five nails defeat is is tough to get to 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 beat. Like it's difficult to get, turn that around. Well, let's let's take us some to some good news, Armen. Yes, yes. Thank you, Aram. Yeah. Uh, phew. Okay. Enough. Enough. Now let's change the energies. Uh, good news. Armenia women's national team starlet Mara Lartin, about whom we have talked last podcast, uh, she signed his like she's great. I mean, uh, big time future. <laughs> 20 years old. We're talking about 20 years old guys. I would I spoke about Arzen Saharian, uh, 17. Mara Lartin, 20. She signed with a Spanish management agency that has players all over La Liga clubs. And I'm talking about big La Liga clubs from Levante, Rayo Vallecano, uh, Real Sociedad, up to Atletico Madrid, Valencia, you name it. Uh, so, as I was flirting with a move for Arsha Gorian, <laughs> is there a move to Spain for Mara Latin? 
Maybe. Yes. Who knows? Why I not? Mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. You know? Who knows? And uh, sky's the limit. So over to more good news involving Armenian national teams. The Football Federation of Armenia appointed Yura Movsistian, our beloved Yura, the Yurminator, as Football Federation of Armenia representative in North America. So, Adam, you're going to be having Yura in your neighborhood, uh, doing some great work, I, I assume. And uh, for us in South America, we got Marcos, Marcos Pizzelli as the, their, the Football Federation of Armenia representative. The tasks and projects for both Yura in the north and Marcos in the south of this side of the Atlantic would basically include identifying Armenian football talents in uh, in this continent, uh, in this hemisphere, uh, establish talks for potentially representing Armenian national teams for these players, uh, because as everybody knows, we have a large, large diaspora with a huge potential. So that's got to be dealt with. That's got to be used. They also could develop partnerships between the, the FFA and, uh, of course, the affiliated clubs to football clubs here. Uh, for instance, the Alaskar Botafogo partnerships that happened a few years ago make transfers from and to Armenia. There's a lot they could do. So... Yeah, with the nearly 1 million Armenians in France, perhaps close to Armen- another million Armenian- Armenians in the, the rest of Europe. Who knows? I mean, I'm just throwing ideas out here. Maybe I think these Europe are the biggest office- news. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, a Europe office should open soon. Yeah. I mean, it should follow. And well, Chance, that's that's you in Europe. Well, maybe, maybe if we look, I think if we just do a little bit of like connections, uh, the football president the football federation president uh, recently had a meeting with yuri jorkaev and maybe uh Ooh. this is what that was about some opening Here something up go. on the european front i mean uh, i think this is the I biggest know. use uh, like i think so the, far and we, we a got a million armenians in france come on yeah and we got we got a little bit more um information this time around versus back when they announced it with yura they uh the football federation stated that it is for trying to find diaspora and Armenian players to come play for the Armenian national team. So yeah, that's the very least. Yeah, so that's that's the role. Well, that wraps it up for the news. Uh, that was a lot of news. A- every single time, whenever we're recording these episodes, we always think like, oh, you know, we're doing this every couple of weeks. It can't <laughs> be that much to talk about, but there's always so much to talk about. And, and there's, there's always a big, big out one. there. And, you know, this mm-hmm. next month is 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 going to be even more crazy. But um, let's go on to the nice meaty middle portion of this episode, which is squad Oh, predictions. yeah. So the Armenian national team has three upcoming matches for the FIFA World Cup qualifiers. We are away to Liechtenstein, at home to Iceland, followed by at home to Romania. These three matches are going to be taking place uh, near the end of March and span approximately seven days. So we're going to need a very strong squad of players to be able to play three matches in seven days so we had tasked ourselves and i had challenged football gentron to try to predict who joaquin caparos will call up for the national team squad now before we get into this let's quickly note that this is the first time that joaquin caparos is going to have an almost entirely 
healthy set of players ever. Uh, he's been manager for Is over a year though? now. Uh, okay, he doesn't have Gevor Gazarian, who <laughs> is out. He doesn't have Oric. Uh Well, Bayramian, that the thing with him is, considering it's three matches in seven days, and he is in, I believe, uh, team training. He is. He had done individual is training, he? I had seen. Um, there is very much possibility that uh, his club is... Uh, going to be okay with him going because he's he will also get some match time as well considering there are three games if he has yeah. some form of fitness up to when national team camp starts i think he would get called up but anyway be great we need him let's start off with you chadens give us your squad prediction well with the goalkeepers i've got a three different uh from three different teams, Yurchenko, Bel- Belgar- uh, Beglarian, and Shahaduni. I think he's going to be uh, d- deciding between three different clubs. I was going to actually predict that he would get two from Urardu, but uh, I'm, I think I'll stick with one. Uh, defenders, the casual team, definitely. They're always stable. Hampar Sumyan, Kalisir, uh Haroyan, Hovanisian, Grigorian, Hagopian, Voskanian, Ishkanian—they're all—they're all, they're all um, covered for me, definitely. There's no doubt about that. Uh, however, I hope the issue with uh, having three games in a week manages it all. Uh, the midfielders, Ubo and, uh, Udo and uh, Webemar, for sure are going to be there. Uh, Grigorian, Muradian, Kadimian. Gorian, Bichakchan, Barserian, Mkhitaryan, I say that a little slightly, unfortunately. Uh, Spertsian, for sure, for me, he's coming. And Hovanisian. What do you mean, what do you mean about Mkhitaryan, though? What, what happened? <laughs> he might just well, decide to not come again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last time. I was trying to dig into that, yeah. Jesus. But uh, the strikers... Um, well, attackers, Karabetian and Adamian. Adamian, okay, he's not on great form because of, you know, Hoffenheim manager. But anyway, uh, I think he's still going to come. So. Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good yeah, solid squad. I, I, let's, Armin, let's pick apart his squad a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's wishful thinking on my end, but I don't want to see Voskanian or Ishkanian in this squad. I but, was thinking uh, like that too. <laughs> But again, to that's more wishful thinking than uh, yeah. mafioso power. So <laughs> I, I sadly have to agree. Yeah, mm, I, I, too. Mate. yeah. Uh, I think I, I'm not. I when I was making my squad, I was looking at Kadimian and I was thinking, is this guy going to get called up? Because he didn't get called up on the last set. Uh, and I know that was likely because of match fitness. And he also hasn't played like any games since the Nations League either. He just started training with a club a couple weeks ago, but I don't know. But I think purely because of um, Ghazarian's injury, I think he might be coming in. But anyway, while I'm talking, well, let me get into my squad. Uh, so for the goalkeeping options, I think it's going to be Yurchenko, of course. He's our number one. And yeah. followed by Ivazov and Beglarian. So I think we're going to get that Urardu pair. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to dropping Ivazov for Shahatuni just to have some sort of like variety. Uh, considering I think Beglarian has been playing the majority of Urardu matches, I think yeah. you're, you may be more correct in 
Shahatuni getting called up. Defensively speaking, I have, I believe, like an exactly identical list to yours, except I want this is more less of a prediction, more of a me wanting uh, Ararat instead of Ishkanian because he can also play center back and defensive mid and right back and right wing back. He's a super versatile defender and today he scored a fantastic goal not only because he made a very good run but also because of the um, his awareness in intercepting the ball in the midfield. Mm. So I think because we have obviously. Um, uh, Hambar Zuman is our starting fullback. I think having someone like Ararat come in that could play right back and center back. I, I, and also he's a native Spanish speaker because he comes from Colombia. It'll be really easy communication with Caparos. I really, really want to see him in this team I, because I think he'll do very, very well with a good manager. Yeah. Um, fluidity. In, exactly. Fluidity is something that we're kind of... Not that we're missing, but something that we can always improve upon. No, it's that. Yeah, it's adapting to it. Yep. For midfield, I have um, number one on my list is Mkhitaryan because, <laughs> of course, he's going to be second is Spertian because we know. Yeah, it's the name. <laughs> Spertian, we already know. It was announced last month. He's coming. Uh, Korean, yeah, recently got back uh, to injury. Barcelian, who is, I mean, at this point. It, indispensable and you know when i was making this squad i looked at the starting 11s in all six nations league matches the only match we lost which was the first match against macedonia barcelon started that match on the bench so i remember so and he's played every game since and he's had a contribution since so he's i think he's a shoe in to be in i think he's definitely going to be a starter uh grigorian udo uh to make up the defensive midfield partnership I don't think um, Wabemar is going to get called up. He wasn't in the last really? Armenia squad He went for the match. So I don't know if there's some sort of injury there. I don't know. Uh, but if he is fit and healthy, I think he would get called up for sure. Two weeks. Uh, we still got two weeks. So, yeah. So same with Baidamian, who I have on my list, and Kadimian. Uh, I had mm-hmm. Ghazarian, Muradian, and Papikian as alternatives. Uh, but Ghazarian obviously is injured now. Muradian, I think, would be a fantastic defensive option. Uh, to have defensive midfield. Um, and then for my Papikian, because he's one of the most informed players right now in the league. But then after having a conversation with Armin, where we were like, you know what, do we really want to start going back to these old people that are like flops, whatever? <laughs> I think we have enough attacking talent <laughs> to not need Papikian. Uh, up exactly. Top, up top, Karapetian, who missed the penalty yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys... Uh, <laughs> And then Adam Yan, who literally hardly plays anymore. So uh, I <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> That's not I mean, a great way to put it. it when bro. you put it that way, it sounds terrible. But, I don't know, man. We'll you can sign him up. I, I imagine. <laughs> 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 you know, if you know, it's funny. A lot of a, a lot of uh, team players. I've seen this a lot. I've noticed this trend in football. A lot of players that play for like like Europa League clubs in random countries. Uh, end up can can like jump to a higher club in another country like no problem oh, for example there are so many players that play in like lower tier premier league teams i'm i'm gonna say west ham but they're doing they're overperforming this season but like players that play for clubs like west ham whatever like those types of random premier league clubs yeah and then they end up like transferring to psg uh like <laughs> you know and playing champions league so 
Chupomoting uh, Idrissa Gay, who played for uh, Everton, and then suddenly he's in PSG Champions League. You know, so you so you get what I'm saying. So I think you know, it's not value. like it's not unfathomable it's that Adamian could go from being a bench player in Hoffenheim to uh, being starting in the Champions League for Leipzig. Like that's he could, totally he could, within the wrong because it's all the value. It's all the value because of the form. The form exactly. drops the value, and the team finds the opportunity. Uh, to buy the player for a cheaper price. I'm exactly. telling you, man, UEFA Europa League clubs, from wherever they are, they're hugely underappreciated. I agree. Yeah. Armin, walk us through your squad. Yeah, we well, go. let's go. So, uh, <laughs> if we're talking goalkeepers, of course, Yushchenko is going to start. I mean, there's no other way around it. Uh, oh, yeah. But for I've noticed that Caparros for the national team, he has uh, never called more than uh, two goalkeepers, one starter and one substitute. He sometimes, I mean, of course he had uh, a sparing, but for the 21 in-game lists, there was only one goalkeeper in the bench. This meaning that the third goalkeeper in the national team camp would be uh, basically left out of the last uh, cut. So for my in-game goalkeepers, I would place Yushchenko starting and Haida Bedian in the bench. The mm -hmm. only reason, the only reason for Haida Bedian not to be on the bench would be that, of course, considering he's healthy, um, would be because he hasn't uh, started his season in Kazakhstan. So that's, that would be the only reason why, I don't know, some Ivazov could be the, the substitute goalkeeper. Because in my opinion, after Yushchenko and Hayrabedian, now Ivazov is the, the third best and the one we need the most, even more, way more, in my opinion, than Beglarian. So uh, if not this time, by the next camp, once the Kazakh League is underway and Haidabedian is starting regularly, he's definitely going to be ages better than any Armenian Premier League uh, Armenian goalie, goalie. So that's about goalkeepers. Jumping on to defense, of course, we have uh, my captain and favorite player, Vato Haroyan. We love you, Vato. Uh, uh, and of course, Andre Chalice, what a beast under the giant. He's been doing great in Greece. Uh, and uh, knock on wood, he's still healthy, better, better in, uh, in form every day. So that's my starting duo for the center backs. I would play, uh, I would have Ishkanian around because he's not a bad center back, in my opinion. Ages behind Haroyan and Chalashir, of course, but still decent. Uh, Hovahan Patsumian, of course, that can play. He is a leader and starting right back, but he can also potentially play center back. Uh, Serop Krikorian is going to be called, whether he plays or not. Uh, Arman Hovannisian. Okay, <laughs> sorry to cut you off, but like, why, why these Punic players, man? They're they're like <laughs> one know. of the worst teams in the league, bro. Ask ask, ask Caparos, <laughs> like, ask him. 
I mean, if I we're, look, if we're looking for other left back options that are currently playing in the Armenian league, the starting uh-huh. fullback for Arada Armenia, uh, let me pull his name up really quick. Uh, is he's been playing every single game for Arada Armenia, and they're obviously by miles a much better team than Punic any day of the <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, but if we're talking actually, if we're talking uh, Armenian Premier League left backs, Shirad Margarian from. Uh, from Ararat Yerevan that are in way better form. Shirat mm-hmm. Markarian, he's 23 years old, and mm-hmm. he has been tearing the left, uh, yeah, the left side of the of the pitch up in Armenia. Okay, here's so, one. Here's who I'm thinking of. David Tevterian. He plays for Ararat Armenia okay. from, from Gantasar. He's been starting every single match for Ararat Armenia. Take that no way. as you will. But uh, their starting right back Alamao is injured, so he's been he's like taken the spot, uh, and I think he's been arguably performing better. I think a lot of the errors have been coming from central defense for Adar Armia. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't think he's uh, yet gonna be considered. Maybe he will. I don't know. But Serop is definitely gonna be around, whether he plays or not. Kaparos uh, has him as. Like he's talisman, yeah. so he'll he keeps him around no matter what, and he hasn't played bad uh, in the last Nations League for Armenia. So yeah, he's one one standout performance away from, uh, of course in 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 the national team from a move abroad. Uh, of course, Kamo Vanessian, and to close my defense, uh, Arman Vanessian would be my starting left back and mm-hmm. uh, for yeah for what Caparros did last season uh, Arman is his starting left back as well and for my alternatives if if we need uh, replacements uh, depending on what would be needed I would call first and foremost Jordi Ararat of course because everything you've talked about Aram he's very versatile can play center back and full back not to mention he can also play on the wings and, and uh, the wide midfield. So Ararat would be a great option. You have uh, Arthur Danilian who can also play center back and, and full back, but lacks the experience that Ararat has. Uh, and as I said, as I mentioned, Girard Markarian, who is one of the basically hardest prospects in the Armenian Premier League when it comes to fullbacks. On to midfield, I have uh, decided, absolutely decided, that my defensive midfield would be uh, Artak Grigorian, the Lion, and, and Karim Muradian as the most defensive midfielders, one of which is going to start. And his pair, his duo, would be chosen between Ubeymar, who... As you said, um, might not be called up, but we also have a very informed Udo playing in Kazakhstan. And last but not least, as a central slash defensive midfielder, we have really talented and young hidden gem in Hagop Hagopian. This guy, this kid, is going to go places and Caparroso uh, something in him that we were missing. So I'm glad that he has him considered, like he has him around. On to attacking midfield, 
we have, and I'm excited, very excited to announce that we have uh, Ed, Edu Spertian as the, the most classic type of number 10 our national team would have. He is one of the few that's, as you said, guys, uh, confirmed for the national team. And of course, Eno Mkhitaryan will be called. <laughs> we don't know if he's going to travel or not, if he's going to join or not, but he will be called. Uh, of course, Baham Pichachian is a great player, great alternative. Ashak Korian, hopefully he'll be fit. He would be starting in, in my team. Uh, Keram Kadimian, I would call him and I would play him. Whether it's starting or uh, or from the bench, he is very versatile. He can play anywhere from the attacking midfield up to the box. Like he can also play striker number nine, and that's something we really need right now. Of course, if he recovers, I would play Khorik uh, Bayramian. Hopefully, he will. And for my strikers, I have. Three in Sako Adamian, uh, Tiko Parsegian, and Karabetian. If he makes it, if he agrees, like if Huracan lets him, uh, Norberto Briasco Balekian as well. I don't think he will join, but if they give him the chance, I would call him. Uh, we know Argentina League doesn't stop for international breaks. Yeah, and I know Huracan has a game. I think like one of the same days that Armenia yeah, has a game. I, I highly doubt captain, he's coming. Yeah. He's the captain. He's their their best player. Their starting striker. I agree. They they're not gonna let him come. That's why he in, needs to move from there. In terms of uh, you were talking about Kazimian, I on Twitter had a conversation with with one of my followers, and mm-hmm. um. Asking about the, the the wingers, if the way like the winger spots are nailed down or not in the national team, and and after a little bit of thinking and looking at the squads, I think that the right winger spot is totally locked down by uh, by Barcelian, but the left mm-hmm. winger we've had five different players start at left wing, so it's totally still up for grabs. So it can definitely go to Kadimian, it can go to Spertian, it can go to Bichakchian, it can go to Korian. There's still a lot of competition for that spot. So yeah, it's no, totally I, still open. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even consider playing Spertian anywhere except attacking midfielder. Anywhere except, like, he's a central of the park uh, player. Mm-hmm. He cannot play on the wings. We saw that in the last season, uh, in the few games we were able to see from him before he was frozen out for choosing Armenia. He is great at uh, number 10 role or central slash kind of a more attacking, creative, defensive I, midfield. I, and I, that's where I, he I completely belongs. agree. I, and, I completely uh, agree. He's probably going to be like Mkhitaryan's relief. Like I think, oh, I think Roma yeah. is going to strongly like tell the football federation in the nicest way possible to limit Henrik's minutes. I th- I definitely think that we'll see Henrik get subbed off in all. I would be I wouldn't be against that. Yeah. And uh, about Karimian though, uh, the good thing about Karim Karimian is that he, as I said, he's very versatile. Like worst case scenario, he's a he's a sub. Like worst case scenario for him, of course, he gets to be on the bench. 
he can be subbed in uh, instead of Parsegian on the right, instead of, I don't know, whatever it's uh, Bayramian or uh, Korean or Pichakchian on the left. He, uh, or he can also be subbed in up front uh, in the number nine position. That's what what reminds uh, me from uh, Kadimian so much to players like Pico Parsegian or uh, very well Sako Adamian as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I'll go ahead and do the math when they inevitably announce the final squad, and I will tweet out <laughs> who was the most accurate out of uh, uh-huh. the, out of the three of us. No uh, bets. No bets this time. Yeah, uh, no bets this time. Uh, in a random miscellaneous <laughs> news, not Armenian related, uh, but I just want to share because I just saw it. Uh, Marek Hamšík just signed for Gothenburg. Uh, what? Charles former wow. team. Yeah. Weird. So See the thing that if, if he had stayed, you. if he had stayed, I he would have been playing with Mira Kamchak. That's crazy. I Random. told you he didn't make the, the the right move. He didn't make the right decision. He probably should have just stayed. Jesus. Anyways, he was he was captain in one of the best teams in Scandinavia. It's okay. It's okay. Why'd you give that anyway, up? Final part of our episode today is listener questions. Uh, we asked you on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I threw it up on Reddit as well. Uh, to ask us any questions that you have uh, about Armenian football. Could it be about the national team, domestic league, anything like that? Um, and we did get a, we did get a, a few a few very very good questions that we will be answering right now. So starting off, G Momjian on Instagram asks, why should Karapetian be our striker going into qualifying? He wants us to sell us on why Karapetian should be starting. Um, let's start with Chadens. What are some pros and cons, or what, rather, should Karapetian be starting? Well, we'll bring up some stats just to uh, back us back ourselves up. Uh, he's been offside eight times in the uh, UEFA Nations League, which shows attacking uh, attacking uh, positioning. Uh, little help defensively with one interception. Okay, not too much expected of a striker, uh, especially that uh, we don't play gag and press. Mm-hmm. Uh, very low number of shots per game, two average. Okay, this one is a little um, not so good for a striker. So th- th- those are those are stats that G Momjan brought up when essentially trying to say yeah. like this is why he's not a good striker. But yeah. we also have other stats, right? Exactly. So we want to counter it in a way well he has six goals though and one assist in 18 competitive appearances so 0.38 goal contribution is not really bad if you think about it uh so yeah i mean national team of today Yeah. yeah and if you think with the minutes that's about 161 uh a goal every 161 minutes um also even an assist so it's it's a contribution. So I there could either be an assist a striker from a striker, which is rare, or a goal uh, for every two matches. He's a team player. Yeah, he is more of a team player. Do, do you guys remember uh, Ubeymar's amazing goal against Estonia? Yeah. yeah, it was laid off by him. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was. So he flicked it on the side. 
I think we need to look at the other striking option that we are going to have. But I think the big question that we're going to be surrounded by is, well, one, it kind of matters what formation Kapados plays. If he plays a 4-2-3-1 or the 4-4-2. And two, does he see Adamian as that second striker center forward? Or is he also see Adamian as just an out-and-out center forward with Mkhitaryan as the back, as the center forward? I think that's like that. That's the real big question. I think that needs to be answered, because if he is going to play a four-four-two with Mkhitaryan as the supporting uh, center forward, he pro- will likely play Adamian up top. Because I know Kaparos very truly understands that Adamian is an extremely talented player that just well, hasn't yeah. had the opportunity. No, his form doesn't matter at that point. I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Armen, what are your thoughts? I don't know, man. I mean, it's a tough one because there there are arguments to bench Karabedian and there are arguments to play him. Uh, at the end of the day, m- my personal decision would be, okay, let's have a look at Armenia's uh, schedule, right? We have Liechtenstein first. We open against them. Then we have the toughest game in the middle against Iceland. And we close this first uh, round, this first window against Romania, a very tough uh, team, basically better than us, but not as good as Iceland. So we have like, we have it like that. I would play Garabedian starting against Liechtenstein because Garabedian is in form and fit and healthy. And uh, he knows what it's like to score against Liechtenstein. He's gonna he's gonna deliver like no matter what he's he's gonna run he's gonna play for the team he's gonna deliver and then in the second half against Liechtenstein I would sub I don't know Adamian in and play him up front and then with that form I would start Sako against Iceland and depending on how fit they both are how fatigued they both are. Uh, and also throw in Tico Barzegian in the mix if you want. Uh, and then, according to fatigue, you start whoever is best uh, against Romania. I saw I, so like a 60, Karapetian plays 60 minutes, Adamian plays the last 30, Adamian starts the next game, gets subbed off exactly. at 60 minutes for Karapetian. Yeah, that makes sense. I get yeah. that. Um, so I hope that answers your question, Jumamjan. Uh, we are going to move on to the next question. Vahe Baronian on Twitter asks, everyone is healthy. The starting 11 for the World Cup qualifiers will be? Oh. Uh, Chadens, <laughs> give us your starting 11. If everyone is healthy. Yurchenko, uh, um, Chalisir, Haroyan, Hampar Sumyan, Okay, um, Ararat or um, Hovhannisian. Okay, Hovhannisian. Uh, um, put him in a spot, huh? Yeah, yeah because, yeah, because Shout like it well. depends from the game, you know. So uh, I think in this game we need a lot of stamina in these um, three games. It's gonna be tough yeah. with three games in one week, so we're gonna need stamina. Ararat is definitely the one. Uh, but either way, I'm still playing Hovhannisian. Uh, Mm, midfielder. Look, I I prefer I I prefer to have both Wemar and Udo 
respectfully both I, I really like both that's why i would play both of them together okay uh because the the for me the center defensive midfield role is really important in any kind of formation for me it's one of the best it's one of the most important uh positions um yeah. i would have korean bichakchan and barcerian in front uh and adamian uh in the as a striker Okay, so you're playing a 4-2-3-1 then. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, Ogman. I prefer that. Top give it to us. Question. Give it to us. Just um, give it to us straight. Of course, we know what it's going to be like in defense and the goalkeeper. It's going to be Yoshenko yeah. starting. And for me, unequivocally, uh, in defense, Haroyan and Chalisher, my, my center backs, and, yeah. of, and and this is just me talking. I mean, it, it's not going to be the coach most times. <laughs> uh, we always differ. Uh, on the right, Hovahan Partsumian, he's become so indispensable for us. And on the left, very well-performing Arman Hovannisian that I don't understand why he went back to Armenia. Hopefully, it's just a stepping stone before going abroad again. Uh, Armanova Nisian. I very like. I very much like how he plays. Defensive midfield. Oof, that's when things get tough. Uh, Atak Grigorian, because I mean, if we were to play the final against Georgia as we did last last season, uh, and you don't have to think about it tomorrow. And if you gotta think like there is no tomorrow, I would play Atak Grigorian. And Solomon Udo in the defensive midfielders. And then I would play Sako Adamian, of course, in one wing probably. Uh, Norberto Balekian on the other wing. Uh, and up front, or or uh, Tico Barsegian on the other wing. And up front, Balekian. And in 10... Uh, ooh, tough. No, no, I go back. Uh, <laughs> left, Bro, on come the on. Left, on the left, on the left <laughs> midfield, on the left midfield, by Damian. He's okay. red, he's he's European class. Uh, defensive midfield. Uh, I stick to Atak Grigorian and Solomon Udo. Okay. Right, right wing. Uh, Tico, mm-hmm. Tico Barsegian, and. Uh, up front, four four two. Up front, Sako Adamian and Norberto Valikian. Okay, Ooh. all right. I'm getting so, excited just to think about that team, though. I okay. Fine. I will also go with a four four two, with two holding midfielders. I say obviously, I think uh, we're gonna start with Yurchenko, followed by the center back pairing of Haroyan and Chalisir. Then we're gonna have uh, Hovo Hambarzumian at right back. And I am fairly confident set up Grigorian at left back. Um, <laughs> defensive midfield pairing. Uh, I think. I <laughs> think, okay. Grigorian. Think as, as if there's no tomorrow. Grigorian would start. Uh, I think he's proven everyone wrong. I think Grigorian would start. And I think he would be paired up with Udo. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, sorry. This is where this is where what I am gonna say differs from everyone else. 
Grigorian and the other central midfielder, Mkhitaryan. Oh, interesting. On the right, okay, then. right, right, mid, right wing, Tigran Barsegan. Left mid, mm-hmm. left wing, I would have Horik uh, uh, Bayramian. Up or top, uh, Briasco Balakian and Sargis Adamian. That would be yep. how I would exactly. start. I, I would play Mkhitaryan as, a, as the ball-playing central midfielder, Grigorian as the defensive central midfielder, and I would just yeah. let Mkhitaryan essentially find the the inside space and give mm-hmm. Tico, Sako, Open Norby, ball, yeah. and Bayramian. Man, that would attack play. would be... Oh, that attack you know would what? be insane. Armenian managers before have tried playing Mkhitaryan at center mid, and it hasn't worked, but I think it's because it wasn't done in the correct formation. I think the last person to do it... Uh, I know Gubidalians did it once, but... Um, oh, good coach, good coach. I, I know it was done earlier, but with a five at the back. But I know, I know, I'm telling you guys, Kaparos is going to play Mkhitaryan as a center mid, and it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he will do it. Um but anyway, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the next question. Vahe Baronan, thank you for the question. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> that, was cool. that was cool. Of Hellas Footy, the Greek shout out. podcast, our Greek brothers, a shout out to them. Uh, yes, us. If you don't listen to Hellas Footy, give them a listen. Follow them on social media. They're a Class. great podcast on Greek football. They're very similar to us in that, like, they're just a bunch of guys that lo- love <laughs> football and talk sh- and just shoot the shit. And uh, if you are interested in the Greek league, they do amazing in-depth talks about the Greek league. Um, they're very passionate fans. So it's always coming from a very good place. Sostos. Um, <laughs> follow them if you haven't. So Akutakos asks on Twitter, do you guys think Armenia could push for a world cup birth? Armenia got a pretty nice draw to be honest. And that mm-hmm. got me thinking. Okay, let's look at what Greece's draw was. I, I, I agree. Greece's yep, Greece they've got hell. Spain, Sweden, Georgia, and Kosovo. Well, so not hell, hell, but hell. To not, to not, in, to not like direct answer this question yet, but saying I think Greece has a pretty good chance uh, in their yeah. group to get second place. Uh, except I heard or I read recently through very reliable sources that Ibrahimovic is going back to Sweden's national team. That might not be a good thing for them. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, boys, Armen, uh, Chadens, do you guys think Armenia could push a World Cup berth? I'll tell you next month. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to jinx this. I'm not going to answer. I I think that's honestly, Armen, that's the same thought. If we we somehow have nine of nine points net. By the end of March, uh, oh, my Jesus. answer will be completely different. Yeah, He's coming I mean, I, home. I don't <laughs> even know. Yeah, I don't even know what kind of competition we're gonna be facing this time. I mean, I honestly thought better about uh, Georgia last season. They ended up letting me down because ha- even though they had pretty great great players, both Georgia and actually Macedonia as well. Uh, Armenia ended up being the the best collective side, and uh, yeah, same right. could very well happen this time. I don't know. Uh, uh, Chadens, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna jinx it, so <laughs> I'm not gonna answer really. <laughs> um, well, it says, uh, "Do you guys think?" So I I think we could, but I'm still not gonna jinx, you know, with my thoughts. Exactly. So. I think we could, but we'll we'll. Uh, 
hopefully by the end of March, we will feel a lot more positive. I just want to I just want to see standout performances from our players. That would be the least I want to see because we have talent, and most of all, we have underappreciated talent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So again, like it, just like how to showcase uh, how we've said before, in Europe, basically, e- even if we don't qualify for this World Cup, we just want to uh, see promising results, and uh, we want to see progress. That's that's yeah. what we ask for. Agreed. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right, next question. Armoram11 <laughs> on Reddit asks, nice why does the group think our national team slash youth system has a tough time developing central defenders? Simple. It's simple. It's not just yeah. our national team, youth team. It's mm-hmm. in general. It's very tough to get defenders out. So it's, uh-huh. it's a general problem, I guess. Um, but... As for Armenia, I don't really know what to answer, to be honest. Um, what I do you think, guys think? I think it comes down to the Armenian mentality. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, not that we... I mean, Ar- Armenia spent like its entire history defending itself, so you'd think... Literally. You'd, you'd think we'd be good defenders. Um, <laughs> but that's not the case. Uh, I, I think it's the Armenian mentality. I think our, we want... Armenians want to... Um, Armenians mm. want to attack. They want to be the focal stand point. Yeah. They want they to stand, stand up. Hence no. why we have a plethora but, of attacking options. And it feels like no defensive depth. Armen, what do you I, think? I don't think it's about that. I, I think it's partly and only partly because of what Challenge said. Because we're noticing this tendency amongst the entire world that there are way many uh, more offensive players than there are defensive players. But on top of that, Armenians are not usually the tallest bunch. So I think it's a, a matter of built in, uh, in uh, body type as well. Uh, we're most of, most of us are relatively short and, uh, sneaky, you know, smart, versatile. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like attack a midfield type. And that's exactly, in my opinion, that's exactly why we have so much depth in that part of the of the pitch. We have so many attacking midfielders, but we don't have nearly as many defenders or strikers for that matter. Yeah, I could, I, I, I totally get that. I, I understand. Uh, well, Hopefully that's something that's being addressed. I'm sure the Football Federation is addressing that and trying to get more defenders out. Yeah. More promising defenders. So hopefully it's something that we may see in the future. All right. Uh, Thank you, Armaram11, for that question. Final question, guys. Ike Daniel on Twitter asks, does the addition of Eduard Spertan herald a new tradition of players with Armenian descent deciding to choose Armenia at the senior level? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but listen, we respect if they choose a different, uh, if they choose to exactly. represent their uh, citizen uh, citizenship uh, place of birth country. Or yeah, city. or even yeah. that. Or, yeah, and we respect that. We totally respect that. Uh, but we also are fully happy to have them playing for our uh, national team either way. So yeah. We respect their decision. Even better. Even yeah, better. I, th- 
I think we touched on this a little bit in the last episode. Yeah, we did. Edward Sverdsson, we think that obviously because Armin is entering a higher level of competition guaranteed in the Nations League, Mm -hmm. um, in the next Nations League campaign in Group B, um, and if we do have a uh, successful World Cup qualifier, it doesn't necessarily mean qualifying, but I mean third place in what would be an insanely competitive group um, would be obviously I would see that as as an absolute win for us. Um, and I do think it would be a little bit more incentive for these players to pick Armenia. But uh, on the other side of that coin, I think these players also need to feel the connection to Armenia. And that's something that's been brought up on various social medias but, that I've been reading over the past week. To be honest, though, and one last comment on my part, uh, you can, not to forge, but you can build that connection, much like it happened with Asha Koryan. Asha Koryan basically, I mean, he still doesn't speak the language, uh, perhaps a few words here and there, but he grew up in a very Armenian environment, and until he was left with no other choice than to play for Armenia or not play for any national team at all, he Mm -hmm. didn't really care. And now, after one year, and one year alone, of playing for the Armenian national team, the guy off the pitch, he is writing in Armenian for the fans. He is taking like the effort to learn Armenian a little bit even. Uh, and much of this had to do with, uh, of course, his cousin being called for the Armenian national team a few years ago. And, uh, of course, the Armenian Football Federation. But And you see that sacrifice, that effort that he is putting on the pitch as well when he goes and grabs any sort of opportunity that he can, uh, you can build that. I mean, it's deep down in any Armenian, so you can build it. You can you, you can nurture it. Uh, so in well order for in order for that feeling to be there and to manifest itself, we have to snatch them from the other uh, candidate from the other national team. Uh, of course, if they don't pick us, it's okay, but it's going to be even better if they do. Yep, well said. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of Football Gantron. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um, and follow Football Gantron and our own individual Twitter accounts. Everything is uh, down below in the description of the episode. We will be coming back w- at you in two weeks time where we will be previewing uh, Armenia versus Liechtenstein and we will be reviewing the Armenian national team squad that has been released and uh, following (laughs) following that we're going to have a a lot of episodes coming out um, in a short space of time because we'll be doing quick wrap ups of each national team match that will also include a short preview of the following match so you're going to get about four episodes in like the span of like a week and a half <laughs> so <laughs> get ready for a lot of football gantron coming your way football 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 alright guys uh, on behalf of myself Armin and Chadens thank you for listening this has been football gantron and until next time bye Bye-bye.